It's a trap! Hello and welcome to Radio TCX, your weekly source for X-Wing news and strategy. I'm Tim Dugan, and I'm joined, uh, as always, well, not for the last two weeks, but by my co-host, Carson Ray. Hey, everybody. Great to be back talking about X-Wing. And John McDermott. Hello, faithful listeners. Now, uh, I've been gone for a few weeks, but thankfully I had my trusty co-host here to make sure you guys were... uh, had a complete set of X-Wing content, so I know Carson told everybody before I left that we'd miss a couple weeks, and uh, Carson and John have also been doing those daily blog posts, right, guys? Kind of updating people on your thoughts and all the stuff going on in X-Wing right now. Uh, Yep. Totally did that. Okay, yep. cool. I'm... I just stopped because people don't care what I have to say. <laughs> no, I care what you have to say. I can't listen to Carson all the time. Well, Carson, I'm not even going to double check. I trust you so much as my friend that I know you kept our Facebook page full of great X-Wing content. Well, and it's nice. I spread it out. I made one post a day about a new different way to beat the Nantexes. Um, so our listeners are full of a lot of great information. They're going to be prepared for Crate coming up, and we're not going to see any Nantexes make the cut because I've shared all the secrets that I know about them. And I'll, I'll just assume, too, like if people can't find these magical posts that you put on Facebook, it must just be the Facebook algor- algorithm for their account, right? Just kind of hiding those. Yeah. Um, I don't know, Tim. I think you're in for some emotional scarring. It's just not going <laughs> to heal. Well, we apologize that we were gone for a few weeks with uh, no episodes out, but we are back now, and that should be a routine thing uh, again. Man, it was, it's been a long time since we actually missed episodes, but... Uh, we're back now, and we're going to be doing a little bit of a meta snapshot this week. Uh, we've had a lot of major tabletop simulator tournaments happening in the last couple months here. So we're going to look at, you know, what are the, each of the factions in the game doing right now? Hey, you know what we should start with? <laughs> Maybe some Separatists, oh. my favorite faction. <laughs> yeah, that seems good. I've always been a Separatist fan. <laughs> 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 Yeah, uh, let's get into it. I couldn't even get through that sentence. <laughs> Just a fair weather fan for Separatists. <laughs> yeah, so let's uh, let's start with, uh, what, solid 20, 25 minutes of complaining. Uh, Carson, you want to take the lead on this one? Talk no. Talk about some Nantech swarms. No complaining. No. Listen, <laughs> when you get knocked out of a cut by Thai aggressors, your ability to complain. <laughs> Wait, that's what knocked stuff. you out of the cut? <laughs> <laughs> you have been giving me so much crap for months about how bad those are look i mean you guys have been busy getting married (laughs) and you got knocked out of a cut by them get wrecked yep i'm just here losing to tie aggressor it's fine (laughs) that i didn't man i've really been out of the loop that's actually pretty funny um all right well let's talk about the the big boogeyman here we're only gonna We'll give this a couple of minutes. I don't want to talk too much about it. Uh, right now, Nantech Swarms, they're the hot thing. They've won all three of the uh, recent tournaments, Dathomir, Corellia, and Conquered Dawn. Yeah, I mean, so we're seeing the Peritani, not Peritani, is it? Petronaki. Peritani was a, a Tani mind link thing, right? Yeah, that was like, <laughs> yeah. you, you flew it, flashing didn't you? back, Grandpa. <laughs> No, I flew Plebatani. Plebatani. <laughs> Petronaki Ace. Um, 
Yeah, so these um, Initiative 4 Nantexes, they got that bullseye arc with some smattering of bullseye matters, pilot talents, crack shot, predator, marksmanship, um, all great things there. Just make those bullseye shots really hurt. And then more importantly, they have these mobile arcs that just do work when you have them spammed in mass. It's just like six ships that can just move around, rotate that mobile arc, and still have a focus token to modify that attack. And you can't really avoid being shot at when they just have a turret. They can just turn and rotate it wherever you're going to go. Um, so you're going to be taking two dice attacks in mass no matter what you do. And if you try to joust them, you're going to get wrecked by really powerful bullseye attacks yeah definitely don't try to joust them i think that's the best piece of advice we can give because then you'll just get destroyed here i mean this seems special because it's uh we haven't really seen this ship used like this before this is really a benefit they've gotten from the huge points drop that they saw in the last points update um where they're a much much more cost effective ship now now that a lot of the points have shifted over to the ensnare upgrade card where before those were kind of divided between the ship chassis and that um, upgrade card. But, I mean, this is a pretty straightforward efficiency list, right? Like, there's nothing in here that's too shocking. Yeah, I mean, they're crazy efficient. Um, the fact that you can fit six of these in a list is just kind of disgusting. Um, so, I mean, the pure Nantex Swarm's been the most popular. That's been you know, the most popular list in, like, every cut um, for these uh, galaxies tournaments we also seen some mixed nantex lists where they have like four nantexes nantex i i don't know what the plural nantexes nantipods i like nantipods actually yeah um and then they'll have some other ships um some belbelabs maybe or like an infiltrator i don't know yeah whatever other separatist ships you want to throw in there in general, I think the pure Nantexes seem to be doing better, but I could see there being a mixed Nantex list that is teched well for the mirror um, that provides some extra hit. Um, but I think what that ideal mixed Nantex list is hasn't quite been found yet. Yeah, and I, I think it's worth noting that there is some variation, but the winners of all three of these Galactic uh, Qualifier tournaments um, were just the Petronaki Arena Ace with either Crackshot and Predator or just Predator. So that seems to be kind of the peak iteration of them thus far. I was just going to say, as like the Separatist dedicated control ship, it's interesting to see him doing so well not using their control element. Because no, none of I, these lists really have the ability to shed those tractor tokens that they're going to take to rotate those mobile arcs. Yeah, they see... They seem very much positioned. They just kind of accept their fate, and they go for the pure efficiency there. And, I mean, with six of these on the table, you're hoping you kill something each round, especially if people roll right into your bullseye. One of the things that I found frustrating was, you know, when they do take that cost and take that tractor to rotate that arc, I still couldn't really capitalize on that. Um, roll better then. Well, with two agility and a focus token, like, it's really hard to one-shot them. And, like, it's hard to get multiple shots on the same one in a few turns to be able to finish it off. Because mm -hmm. they can just run into you, block you, or go behind you and turn their arc. Yeah, with the mobile arc, I mean, that really opens up their dial completely so they can really just bail out and go wherever they want. Um, which is, like, that is a divide between a traditional, like, multi-ship swarm where they are arc-dependent. Like, you don't see that with TIE swarms or with six swarms. 
um, where they are more dependent on the forward firing arc there. So that's going to really limit their dial. Here they can just go where they want and still get shots. Yeah, I mean, so Nantexes are definitely the top list you should be preparing for when you're going to these galaxies. That's You should definitely be practicing and you know have that in mind when you're building your list. Um, but a common thread you're going to see throughout here is mobile arcs are pretty good right now. And, you know, six ships with mobile arcs, that does a lot. Just all of the best there. All right, so let's go look over at the Empire side. Oh, John, that wasn't too long for you, right? Was that an appropriate amount of conversation you felt for the Nantex? Oh, sure. I mean, it wasn't complaining, so it's appropriate then. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, they're the worst. Absolutely. You know what else we could complain about? Some Sloan in the Empire. (laughs) All right. Super fun to play against. Oh, slow. Well, so Sloan cropped up early on, I remember, in the game. And it was one of those cards where I didn't see it all over the place. But when I did see it, man, that thing is that thing is brutal. Um, it, it is a really tough challenge to play against, but it is, like, an interesting puzzle. Well, and I love that um, it also has proven that, you know, there actually is a place for uh, those aggressor ties in the game. Um, for people who aren't as familiar with Sloan, if you're not an Empire player... Uh, Sloan is a crew upgrade card that reads, after another friendly ship at range 0 to 3 defends, if it is destroyed, the attacker gains 2 stress tokens. And, while a friendly ship at range 0 to 3 performs an attack against a stressed ship, it may reroll 1 attack die. Um, so obviously this pairs up well if you're going to be able to run a swarm or mini swarm of smaller, cheaper ships there. So that when they do get destroyed, they throw stress onto whoever shot them. And if they're low initiative enough, then all the other ships get to shoot shoot back with some uh, re-rolls. Yeah, I like this combo. It's pretty good. I mean, it's a great game mechanic. I mean, getting payoff for your ships dying, like, that's great. Um, and it's it kind of makes for exciting games for both players. I usually play ships that love getting stressed, so this is always tough for me. Um and I think what's great is Sloan gives stress to everybody, so it's it doesn't matter who you're playing against. It's going to do some work. Yeah, and this obviously this pairs well on a Decimator. We saw that show up a couple times uh, at Corellia in the top cut. Uh, and it also knocked you out, right, Carson? So who, who did you actually lose to? Um, so I didn't lose to a Decimator version. I lost to Philip uh, Vukic, the uh, Polish national champion who was flying Sloan in a tie reaper captain for off um with a bunch of tie aggressors with dorsal turrets oh it's so good i love it i actually so i actually pulled this wrote this list down to you because i really liked it a lot um before i knew this was the one that actually knocked you out so i feel like there's something poetic there um this is a cool in list, my though. defense i did beat him in swiss um but then he beat we got paired again in the cut, and he knocked me <laughs> He learned all your secrets. <laughs> no, they were they were great fun games, both of them. So, and it's a it's a really cool list. I mean, tie aggressors, right? Those those have been a the butt of too many jokes in this game, and you know to see them be one of the stronger lists right now is pretty cool. Uh, and I I like this list a lot. It's Captain Faroff with uh, Sloan, Hull Upgrade, and Ruthless talent, which is cool. We'll talk about that in a sec. And then five uh, tie aggressors just to fill that out with dorsal turret on each of them. Yeah. And this captain for off with ruthless, um, really cool because it's just really capitalizing on the lack of resources that your opponents get when you have Sloan, you know, you're not going to have those green tokens. So for off, 
gets that extra defense. When you're building a Sloan list, you know, you want that Sloan ship to stay alive because that's all of your synergy. I mean, that's why people play a Decimator because it's got all those hit points and can last forever. But um, that Reaper getting those um, free evades with Faroff's pilot ability is pretty great. And then you have um, that offensive modification from Ruthless and dealing damage to your ships is just great because you kind of want them to die to really stress some people out. Yeah, and did uh, Philip actually do, did he do that in your game? Um, I went pretty aggressively um, at Faroff both games. Um, the one I won, I somehow destroyed the Reaper in the first round of combat, Jeez. Uh, which was kind of unreal. Um, but yeah, um, the second game it cost me quite a bit to get Faroff, so that did it. So Sloan seems like maybe the coolest trick the Empire's doing right now, but it is a pretty cool trick. Um, well, they got some other good stuff going on. I mean, they definitely have aces. Those have been doing pretty well, although I, they were doing better um, in the beginning, and I they maybe have fallen off a bit now that Nantexes have become more popular. Yeah. Um, not quite sure there. Big sad. I mean, like, aces are still good, and if you, you know, have a above average day you can do pretty well right that's always been how imperial aces work mm-hmm. they're probably held up a little bit since uh mobile mobile arcs are so popular right now that does limit them a little bit because you know obviously they depend on arc dodging often and then when you have a mobile arc and you can prepare for the arc dodging ship to come in at a weird angle um that's going to really limit them right i mean that is something that i think in general in this metagame like it is pretty hard to arc dodge there's a lot of ships with mobile arcs um there's the little ships with all the two dice mobile arcs, and then there's some big ships with some pretty terrifying mobile arcs. Yeah. Um, so it's it's kind of tough to be an ace right now. There's a lot of stuff out there that scares ace ships, so it's not surprising to see them kind of die off more as these events go on. I mean, so Sloan is a specific kind of mid-range synergy list, mm-hmm. um, but the Empire has a lot of other good mid-range lists. Um, I mean, you know, generic defenders generic phantoms those are doing pretty well with you know some other aces mixed in with them Um, so you can have a little bit of flanking but still have some efficiency and there's also just some pretty good initiative four pilots you got echo fifth brother's been an all-star for the empire yeah i think there's there's a couple across the three events we're kind of looking at um like fairly well loaded out gunboats too. Like they don't show up a lot, but the ones that do are just like loaded to the teeth with stuff. Right, because they're benefiting that those kind of middling initiative pilots are doing okay right now, which is a good yeah. spot for the gunboats to be because they don't have anything super high initiative, obviously, but when they can be towards the high end of the initiative, they tend to do really well. And that's a trend that I think is good to see, you know, across the game at any point to see more initiatives than just, you know, one set range doing well. Um, I mean, so you've got, you know, some ace stuff in the high range, but then a lot of that middle range initiative and, you know, with the five I2 aggressors, like there's success all over the like pilot initiative spectrum right now, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and it's something we haven't always seen in the game because a lot of times those middle initiative pilots just tend not to do well, like the threes and the fours. Well, and if you're not going to arc dodge, then that initiative, that high initiative doesn't matter as much. And so you can just take like the generic Delta Defender and, I mean, you have three green dice focus evade and that can tank through a lot of mobile arc shots that are just two dice, right? I mean, 
you can just survive through your agility and defensive mods. So defenders, inquisitors, phantoms, you know, you can just not arc dodge and not just joust, but play that mid range game, or you can go super aggressive, you know, with the gunboats. Or we saw one list that was just a bunch of Thai bombers. You know that works too. Definitely some cool stuff over on the Empire side. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I really love too the mid range stuff they're doing. That's my favorite, probably my favorite list archetype to run. So I know like uh, Doug Howe had his two deltas and Echo with passive sensors and fifth brother. I'll fly any list that has fifth brother in it because that's like the best upgrade card ever. See, but the issue with that upgrade card is you're missing the fifth brother pilot. <laughs> that's true so too. Good. That's good game design, though, right? Like, they thought that through. Right. No, it's great. <laughs> There's a lot of him popping up, too. I mean, yeah, those Inquisitors, that's three agility with um, double defensive mods, too. So that's that's a great other option for um, those mobile firing arcs. Yeah, but he's mostly using those force to get his offensive benefit. I think it's both. I think there's turns where you turtle up, and there's sure, turns sure. where here's this scary homing missile, right? Here's a crit, oh, just so which is exactly that mid-range strategy. Yep. All right, let's look at Rebels. Yeah, Carson. I mean, I think Empire in general is doing pretty good. Um, you have to, I think, be a good list builder and you know think about how everything's lining up against the metagame, but they definitely yeah. have the tools. Now, Tim, what was it you said about Rebel list builders before we started recording? I, you see, you're confusing things I said with things Carson said, and I see how I get oh, that. Oh, and I said that Rebel List Builders are pretty lazy. <laughs> <laughs> Carson, why do you feel this way? Uh, so here's my first uh, Rebel List archetype. It's just called Rebel Spam, <laughs> and that's where they pick one generic and see how many they can fit in a list, and then when they can't quite fit another one, they take, like, AP5 or something. <laughs> Which is basically so you have generic. some some Wookies, some B wings. I think oh, there's one that was like a bunch of Y wings. Um, I mean, and they're fine lists. I mean, Rebels, you know, they do have that efficiency. What Rebels are doing well, I think, is they're rolling a lot of red dice. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and they're tanky. Uh, whether whether they're spamming generics or taking big ships, like that's what they're doing well is they're rolling a lot of red dice. Why I'm frustrated with Rebel list builders is I think they've identified that you know their ships are decent. But I think it's they're hurting themselves by just picking one and you know counting to a hundred or two hundred with that, um, and they should be embracing a bit more of the mid range and finding some synergy. Well, and that's kind of funny too because like I think there is space for them to do that because a lot of there's a lot of interesting middle initiative pilots in the rebel faction and you know we're not seeing a lot of those get used here. But they're this is a pretty good time for them because the higher initiative isn't as valuable right now. I really but, like um, Caleb Leclerc's list from Corellia. That that list was pretty cool. So that list was Jan Ors with Nia Numb, Luke Skywalker, and Thane Kyrell in the X-Wing, and then uh, Norrell in the Y-Wing with the dorsal turret. And I really like that list. And I don't even like Rebels, so that's saying something. Punch hard. It's a good strategy. Yeah, and on that punch hard strategy, we do have Dash and Ghost making a splash. You know, I think we've seen a chopper or a Hera as the pilots for that ghost. I mean, you know, you have two big ships with four dice attacks. Dash can shoot twice with that Biston uh, gunner. Dirty. Um, and so, you know, you can you know, deal some pretty heavy damage and maybe, you know, blast through those Nantexes a bit. Um, but, you know, those bullseye arcs and the mobile arcs do do a lot of work against the large base ships. 
So it's it's kind of both lists just tear each other apart and who can be the one left standing. Uh, we did see one Rebel Alpha Strike do okay. Marcel Manzano. Uh, Marcel. He's great. Now, did it do well because it's Rebel Alpha Strike or did it do well because Marcel's an amazing pilot? <laughs> Not sure because it's the only one that's made cut in three galaxies. So who knows? I'll bet on Marcel every time. 100%. He can make it. He can fly anything. And of course, we had a one-off Han Jake make the cut, which just seems pretty on point for Rebels. Somehow, that list like, archetype just never dies. It just persists. Yeah, it's always you know, there. First was edition, it, was it second Jack? edition. It wasn't. That was actually, I think, the most surprising thing about it. <laughs> I'm sure whoever flew it is also a very good pilot, but... I just always assume when I see Han Jake, it's Jack Mooney. And if it's not, then I like become severely <laughs> less interested. <laughs> All right. Moving on to... Uh, oh, Carson, did you say Scum's Lazy List Builders too? I think you said that, right? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure because it seems like every time we talk about Scum, it's just Boba Fett is good. And that is still the story here for Scum. You know, Boba Fett plus one other ship because Boba is expensive and you can only really afford one other ship when you've taken Boba. Um, but a bunch of different variations on that have um, been successful. Yeah, we saw Boba Guri. A Dangar. Yeah. I think there was a Nim too. Oh, yeah, Nim. Get him back in here. Hey, you know, those Nantexes, they don't have any shields. Give them some proton bombs or something. Throw them out there with Tragedy Simulator. Yep, that'd be a real tragedy. <laughs> yeah, we had yeah. It was at uh, Conquered Dawn. There was a Boba Guri. There was a Boba Nim and a Boba Fen. So, just a lot of good Boba variants. It is cool to see some space on the um, whoever the co-pilot is because those are kind of three very different ships to pair it up with. Um, I guess Guri's not that different from Fen, but oh, they're so different. They seem different. Um, you know, another great scum archetype. We have those Sikh swarms. Um, is that a great archetype? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, swarm is a great archetype. I, I really struggle against them, so maybe not. <laughs> maybe that means it's good, but yeah, they do frustrate me. Oh, John sounds sad. Um, yeah, I think six swarms here, they're good, obviously, because um, you can still get seven of those in the list. Um, not maybe not as optimized as the Petra, Petronaki Arena Aces are right now, but they still have a place. You know, you get one more ship in there. Um, one of the places I do think is worth more exploring with Scum is that mid range. You know, particularly they. This is a faction that also has pretty good initiative five pilots, uh, particularly an extended. Um, so I think one of them was like a Ketsu Guri Sirisu. Uh, which I like a lot because with Sirisu, you get that recursive mod that's not limited to how many times you could use that a turn, which is great when you have to survive five or six uh, two-dice turret attacks. Mm -hmm. um, and you have a bunch of initiative fives, so you get a reposition after the Nantexes. Um, I think if I was playing Scum, like that's the direction I'd be exploring. I do love that we had Scum Aggressors make the cut. Um, that was just at Corellia, so I'm not sure if they kind of fell off after Nantex has kind of popped up and took over. Um, but awesome. I mean, like, I love seeing that. We had one that was two of them with Nomlom with that IGD crew. 
and then one that was just straight up double aggressors, like old school brobots. Yeah, we had uh, Matthew Carey's in top 32 was IGA advanced sensors and then IGB advanced sensors and then Nomlum with Auto Blaster, IGD, and Dengar, which that's a pretty cool setup. If I was doing Scum right now, that's probably what I'd be leaning towards. Nomlum is just a real, I, I love Nomlum. Really it's good value. Cool design, too. And we also had uh, Banesh Gillen, who made top eight with just the dual robots, which is pretty cool. So it's cool to see him spinning each way. He's a local. Is he really? Yeah, Banesh is local. I didn't yeah. know that. I remember. Wrecked him. You need to go out and play more. <laughs> I can't right now. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, he and I played a couple games on TTS, and he was working out the double robots. He's He's got it down pretty well. He's a good player, too, but uh, he was making those double IGs work. Yeah, these are pretty sweet. It looks like they are parallel IG-88B, elusive advanced sensors, auto blaster, ion cannon, proton bombs, contraband cybernetics, and shield upgrade. IG-2000, obviously, and then the same loadout on IG-88D. So that looks I pretty I do fun. love that shield upgrade. That's pretty spicy. Hey, and everybody's favorite scum list, we got some Star Viper spam. Still doing good? Still doing solid. Was it Was it M-Rob? Absolutely. Of, of course, course it was. was. Yeah, I should. I didn't even need to check. All right. Over on the resistance side where uh, Carson has decided that the list building's not lazy, even though it's almost entirely heroic for upgrade cards. Hey, you know, if you just use the same two pilots, but they're named, it counts <laughs> as a creative list. <laughs> the dot is what makes a list creative. Not, Absolutely. Not any other part of it. Um, yeah, so by the time Dathomir rolled around, Ray builds had become pretty popular. Got four of those represented in the cut. Uh, yours truly, one of those four. So proud of you. Uh-huh. Uh, well, and one of the great things about this list is that name, Ray Wings. So good. Ray and <laughs> usually two A-Wings. It's always ZZ and then somebody else. Um, we've seen Covenel, Nub. Uh, that initiative four fireball. Kazuda, right? Yeah. I mean, the main one that you see is Tally as that third ship. And I flew Lulo because I'm a special snowflake. Lulo and ZZ. And because Lulo's good and you can, you know, do well at tournaments with that. So plant my flag there. Fair. Uh, but yeah, this archetype is one of the most successful ones. Um, right up there with like Imperial mid range, and of course, uh, not quite up there with the Nantexes, but it's it's one of the contenders. This is another list that you should be preparing for. Um, and this is doing a lot of the right things for the metagame. It's got I fives, um, so you know you're moving after the Nantexes. Don't have to really worry about a bid um, because you know you have mobile arcs with your A wings, and Ray just points and deletes things. So aces, that's that's not really a big concern. So I really don't think it's worth bidding that much with this list. Instead, you get to put those points into sweet upgrades. I mean, kit out Ray with all of her good stuff, and like people are just throwing prockets on A wings left and right, uh, which is great. Yeah, we even had a uh, ZZ that had Magpul's warheads, which uh, sounds pretty spicy. So yeah, the like ships that aren't Ray, there's a lot of variance in what you can do. I mean, what upgrades you put on ZZ and what you take for that third ship. The Ray build is pretty consistent. It's, you know, Finn, Rose, Corsella 
is like the core of that where you know you get that awesome action efficiency of Finn and Rose and then Corsella plus that title you know you get all that stress you still get to work and then you do one blue and all your stress is gone I love cybernetics because you can just pile up that stress even more and just keep that huge gun uh, just working turn after turn until Ray's hit points go away uh, because they do go away <laughs> <laughs> there's only so much you can do with one agility yeah <laughs> uh, those two dice uh, mobile arcs uh, they, they add up the resistance uh, falcon does not have as many hit points as its rebel counterpart um, so that's the main thing resistance is doing well um, we did have one T70 spam list uh, which I guess to be fair if I gave the rebels a hard time then this one also falls into that and there's a few mid-range options here where we're taking I mean T70s are efficient you can throw Ray in there you can throw some named T70s or uh, you know Rose is also a great um, option too but I think really what's uh, like the the pillars of the resistance right now are definitely Ray and definitely those RZ two A wings. I mean ZZ's well, it's, really it's Ray and it's ZZ, yeah, and then whatever else you're doing with your list, whatever else um, you can fit in. ZZ's amazing though. Like I think that's pretty good. Cool. It was an ability I think I underestimated early on. I mean we can rewind the tapes there, but right. Um, well, it's the, so it's the same thing that the Empire's doing where it's three agility with like double defensive mods, uh, but this one happens to be at initiative five. Just a really consistent ship. All right, now we're down to just the last couple of factions here over on the First Order side. Um, got some, got some, a little bit going on right now. Yeah. Um, first Order is kind of all in on that mid-range strategy. Uh, I mean, and I think this makes sense because they have pretty good aces and they have pretty great generics. And you don't really want to be all in on aces right now, and so mixing that um, seems to be a pretty effective strategy. Yeah, they've got some good middle-of-the-road stuff. We saw some good success from Quick Draw paired up with a couple of SFs and some FOs, um, which is kind of like that ideal mid-range spot, where Quick Draw is kind of like the ideal mid-range ace because, yeah, you've got the high initiative, not super mobile, but really good firepower, um, and then just having those really efficient SFs fill out the, uh, fill out the rest of the list. We're also seeing a lot of hollow popping up. So hollow is the other type BA interceptor. Um, and this one also fills out a good mid-range list too, especially when you're running a lot of those kind of middling initiative named SF and FOs. Um, and hollow is one, it's kind of surprising because I thought for the longest time that Von Rigg was really the main go-to just because the I-6 was so big for them for such a long time. But now that it's not that big of a deal to have the higher initiative, hollow is pretty solid you know the versatility being able to pass tokens to friendly ships right i mean when it was all about you know that initiative five metagame then von reg's great um but it's much more of an initiative four metagame and so you don't need to spend the points on von reg and hollow is a much better pilot ability and is also cheaper yeah, and you said people have been like really capitalizing on the hollow and proud tradition combo, Carson. I think so. I mean, I mean, it's just like a really nice pairing. I mean, you get all the upside of proud tradition, and you get to mitigate the downside by just eating that uh, stress token away. Yeah, but yeah, I think it solid. goes beyond that too, though, right? Because it goes to the point where being able to use the front side of proud tradition, you know, before it gets flipped. 
um, to get focus to take focus actions even while you're stressed. That opens up your dial, so you can do those sweet red flip around maneuvers. Um, but then to be able to pass that focus token to a friendly ship when they need it um, just gives you so much like in the moment control. Because if Hollow's not getting shot at, you probably want to throw that focus token to one of your tie silencers or something. Get some extra defense. Right, I mean, and it really just opens up that dial. You can do the red maneuvers and just always... With Hollow, I think you always want to have that focus token to be able to decide, okay, what do I need to do? Where does this focus token need to be? Um, and, of course, you know, when after you do that stressful maneuver, then, of course, that ship has all the blues in the world, so it's great. We did see one First Order Ace list pop up in the most recent uh, event, Conquered Dawn, um, I like this list. It's got two of, I think, or I guess, no, it's got three of what are, in my opinion, the best First Order ships. Uh, three aces. You've got Kylo Ren in the TIE Silencer, Major Von Reg in the TIE BA with Daredevil, and then Quick Draw in the TIE SF with the Special Forces Gunner, FCS, and Afterburners, all of which are just a really good combo on her. Yeah, and I know we've been saying that the higher initiative isn't as important. There's still obviously a place for it, though. Um, and these ships are all great. Quick draw with afterburners is phenomenal because the TIE SF dial is just so good. So when you can augment that with a boost, um, you can do some really crazy stuff. And I love Von Reg with Daredevil. Um, that was what I debated on early on when we were, you know, John, you and I were kind of going back and forth with our Von Reg builds early on. And I just loved Daredevil from the start because there were so many like tricky situations where having the red hard turn boost would just get mm -hmm. you out of so much trouble. Yeah, and I've played a couple with Daredevil, and I like it. Um, and I think it, it's really dependent on how you want to use him in your list. But I'm I'm more like middle of the ground now between Outmaneuver and Daredevil. I still like Outmaneuver if I've got the points for it, but I, I'm more on Daredevil team now too. And I, and I know, too, that's kind of just a play style thing between you and I because you are a little more aggressive just with your aces, yeah. um, getting that damage out early. I tend to be a lot more cagey on things, so I love having the tricks of, you know, getting in close and then just blasting past them and turn around uh, with the hard turn boosts. So there's definitely room with Von Rig for both. Well, and I think that list is a I think that list is a good example of, you know, aces can still be successful in this metagame but I think you need that offensive punch. You can't just rely on arc dodging and defense because that's not that's not really a surefire strategy right now. You, you need to be able to punch, and quick draw is great at that. Kylo could be great at that, um, and Von Reg's also great at that. I also just love that Kylo's still so good that you can just have Kylo as the ship, no upgrades, and you're good to go. Well, absolutely. You have those two force points. What other upgrades did you need? The best upgrade in the game is the force. <laughs> and a powerful ally it is. And now we get down to the sadness. Republic? Yeah, speaking of the Force, <laughs> uh, Republic, really struggling right now. I mean, we saw the Jedi get some pretty tough um, points updates. And, you know, Republic seems like a perfectly fair and balanced <laughs> faction. And that's why they're at the bottom. They got nothing busted right now. Do you think people are playing it less just because there's not as much fresh content coming out for them? And there's just no inspiration there? Are, are they just waiting for that? that gunship yeah the gunship and the eight two everyone's too excited that they don't want to crack that faction out until they can get the new stuff um you might be onto something john because like i thought about oh should i figure out a republic list and they said nah i'm just gonna wait for the new stuff so yeah yeah i mean i've definitely been there like you know you get a faction that you really like and then there's just no like fresh stuff for it like honestly that's kind of why i broke away from imperials for a little while is because i mean how often does 
the Imperial faction get new stuff like never. Right. So, you know, that fresh content comes out and you've got some more stuff to play with and combos to figure out. And like, then you'll see a resurgence of people playing that faction, I think. Yeah. And I, I mean, there's still room for success. I mean, Jedi's are still decent um, and you find the right pairing. Um, plus, you know, the generics in the Republic are also pretty good. Um, and so, you know, that does lead itself to some pretty successful mid range builds, uh, which are having some success here. It's just comparatively, there's nothing that's like standing out as wow, that's really powerful compared to what some of the other factions are doing. Like there's no Ray with that awesome, powerful attack. There's no Nantexes with their just spam of always being able to shoot you no matter where you go. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the handful of lists that we are seeing from the Republic that do well right now are kind of predictable old stuff that we've seen before. Obi-Wan with a bunch of ARC 170s, some CLT, Jedi, you know, Plo Koon and Obi-Wan are still really strong. And then just, you know, Torpedo, Little Annie. That's just yeah, a really good Annie's value still. still doing work, right? <laughs> <laughs> He's got all the cool tricks. All right, so uh, there you have it right now. Okay, guys, so here's the question of the day. Beyond the bug swarms, beyond the Nantexes, um, if you're not accounting for that, what faction do you think people should be playing if they really want to win? Well, let's be real. Uh, crates coming up in two weeks. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm flying more Ray and A-Wings um, because it's a good list, and also it is a ton of fun to fly. Those A-Wings go everywhere, and Ray just does work. Fair. What about you, John? Uh, I'm going to fly Imperial. I haven't in a while, and it's kind of my go-to faction, and I'm just looking to have fun. But, uh, you know, my advice to anyone is play what you like, find something that fits your play style, and do that, regardless of what does well. So that's my inspirational message for this week's listeners. Unless it's five tie reapers. Well, it's funny because I actually took my own advice after doing not so great in Corellia. I was like, why am I playing resistance and not playing Ray? And then I did that and it worked out just great. So, and that's all that matters. And you're correct, Tim. I Unless know, it's I, five I, reapers, don't do it. Uh huh. <laughs> but if it's one reaper and Faroff and five aggressors, I'm in. Sold. And that's pretty exciting. <laughs> I'll give you no money because it wasn't a hard sell. <laughs> you can borrow some of my aggressors. <laughs> I'm so mad because like I have four and like can't even use them. Man, all maybe I need to buy two more. Yeah, I would need another like conversion that. kit. It makes me upset. <laughs> well, you know, it's easy to have five on TTS, so that works. Exactly. I might uh, find myself picking up another conversion kit somewhere in the future, though. I support that decision. Get more aggressors. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Radio TCX. If you like the show, please go on to facebook.com slash Radio TCX and like our Facebook page. Please consider going on iTunes and leaving the show a five-star review, saying what you liked and why you think other people should listen. And if you want to support the show directly, please consider going on to patreon.com slash Radio TCX and becoming a supporter of the show today. It really means so much to us. And thank you to everyone who's already been supporting the show. Again, folks, thank you so much for listening. We're going to be back next week, I promise, uh, with some new content. We've got some new ships coming out here very soon, so there's a lot of fun new stuff to talk about. So we will talk to you soon. 